The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. Hello, Boston. I'm your host, host Larry Higginbottom. My name of the show is... Let me do... Excuse me. <laughs> i got too many shows. From the trenches, baby. Observation of trenches. From the trenches, observation of trenches. Well, it's a nice cold day out here in Boston. Hope you're nice and warm wherever you are with a glass of hot tea with your feet up. Hope you had a very pleasant day on the job and you're now home relaxing. And uh, hope you feel good. Again... Uh, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. My name of the show is from the trenches, observation of trenches, observation of trenches. You know, in the last uh, six, seven weeks since October 7th, well, really in my lifetime since I've been conscious, I've been hearing the word thrown around all the time, anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism in this country. And it's thrown around so rapidly that you can't even have a discussion or get your uh, thought out because if you are opposed to the state of Israel or the Jewish people or you anti-Semitism anti or you hate Jew people, hate Jewish people. So I've taken a liberty <clears throat> in the last seven weeks, well, since October 7th, a friend of mine who went to grad school with me, she had me to read on my own. She said, Larry, you need to read these books. And for more information, I would recommend, you know, that you read by uh, our former president, Jimmy Carter, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid, okay? And I also recommend, for more information, that you read Israeli Lobby and Foreign and U.S. Foreign Policy. So for more information, read those two uh, 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 literatures. And they, they was published, or they came out in 2008, 15 years ago. And matter of fact, uh, President Carter's uh, essay uh, uh, was a New York Times bestseller list. And so, in all of my readings these last seven, eight weeks since that uh, tragic, tragic event of October 7th, I've read for myself. Instead of being inundated through corporate-owned media, their uh, prescripted narrative of what happened, you know, I decided not to listen to the news about that event, but to read on my own. And I thank God for discernment, but I also thank God for my classmate at Simmons, where I went to get my master's from. Uh, because by reading on my own for the first time in my life, I'm age 70 now, for the first time in my own, in my life, I have a solid understanding how this thing got started, how it got started. And for many Americans, Right? We are just fed what we hear and see on the 6 or 11 p.m. news. And that's already been prescripted via corporate on media. And it paints right, a negative, negative uh, even a hostile picture of the Arabs, you know, Muslim, and also the Palestinian. And by reading on my own for the first time, I can say I have a clear understanding 
Not being a scholar in Jewish history, I wouldn't try to do that. You know, she, she, she was not trying to get me to, get to be a scholar. But they have a solid foundation of how this thing got started. And as I read for myself, okay, and came to understand how we got to this point, in my reading, the authors made it very clear that this here uh, situation came about because the British at the time were saying that, you know, the Jews need their own homeland because they've been persecuted, you know, World War II, been persecuted, six million Jews was, was, was perished. So they need their own homeland. So this, this idea had been, had been floating around like the eight, late 1890s. And it took off, you know, during, the 1990, during World War I, 1920, 1930s. And they had uh, settled on Palestine because the British had colonized them. And so they was thinking about, you know, making the, the homeland for the Jews, Palestine. But as I read and came into heightened awareness, the problem was, right, somebody's already there. Already there. The Palestinians, there in large numbers. There were some Jews, right? you know, small, a small population, and some Christians. But for the most part, it was Arabs, you know, or the Palestinian community was there. But they proceeded, right, to a, after World, after World War II, to, to proceed with this idea that we're going to, A, give the Jews, Jews a homeland. That in itself is racist. In itself is racist. Because you're focusing on one group that you're going to, A, give them top priority over people already there. They got uh, homes, villages, mosques, the whole nine yards already there. You're going to just, A, come in there and plop these people down because the United Nations partitioned Palestine whereby the Jewish community got 55% and the Palestinians got 45%. Well, anybody who, who, anybody who's, who's just a high school dropout should have known this ain't going to fly well because you're asking people, right, to voluntarily leave their home they, they've had for hundreds of, hundreds of years, thousands of years. How likely is that? And the people who come in there, right, know that the only way you can get these folks to move is going to be through what? Violence. You got to kill these people. You get rid of them. And so this term anti-Semitism, right, that's close around, means hostility to or the prejudice against Jewish community, against Jewish people. And what I've kind of realized, what this term actually does is prevent or shield any kind of redress or address of the behavior of the folks in that country called the state of Israel. Because if you critique her and you don't find what she's doing is righteous or above ground, automatically anti-Semitism. Well, no, I'm not anti-anything. What you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is not correct. And so, as I read on my own, no one, none of us, would allow someone to come into a land that we have been there for thousands of years, you know, and say, hey, guess what? We are chosen by God. We are God's chosen people. And this is our, this is our ancestral, home, ancestral home. And we're turning back to our homeland. 
Well, do you think anybody's going to, A, peacefully give you their home, give you their land that they've been on for hundreds of years? Answer is no. So you have to do to them, the Jewish community have to do to them what the Germans did to you. You have to use violence to extract these people. And they did. And the war of 1948 between the Palestinians and the Jews only lasted six months. In my reading, I understand now why. Because the Zionists came here, right, trained better from World War II and better weapons from the Allies. Well, in six months, you went from having 55% of their land to over 77% of their land now belong to the Jewish community. Well, who's the terrorist? You are. The Jewish community is a, is a terrorist. But what I find very striking, even today, on all these so-called reports, be it CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, they never give us Americans the context of how this thing got started. How this thing got started. I don't know if any American would willingly extract himself from land that you've been on for hundreds of thousands of years. Somebody come and say, guess what? We are God's chosen people. We need a home because we've been persecuted over in Europe. Well, that's in Europe. That's not here. Also, we've been subjected to the Holocaust. Well, that's in, that's in Europe, not here. And we need a home for ourselves. Well, that might be so, but not here. No American, I believe, would ever go for that kind of deal. But our jaded corporate-owned media never gives us American the true picture of how this thing got started. And as I came into heightened awareness and understand now, now why and how, they were wrong. It's not about anti-Semitism or hating Jews. You were, they were wrong. They were wrong to do to the Palestinians what Germans had did to them. They were wrong. You were wrongfully, right, annihilated, butchered, and massacred, and you were wrong for doing it to the Palestinians in 1948 to take their land. I understand from the reading, over 700,000 Palestinians was displaced in 1948, had never returned back home. Although, According to the U.N. Charter, uh, Section 242, you cannot keep, keep land that you took by force during the war. But the Israelis, the Jewish community, have kept all the land that they have taken by force. Well, that's wrong. And so as I read more, I came to realize that the bigger corporate here in America is our corporate-owned media, and APAC and members of the Jewish community that gives Israel a thumbs up regardless. It's like saying, we cannot critique her, but you can critique America, the most powerful country in the world, called out for doing wrongdoing, shady deals. But if you dare critique or try to critique Israel, all you hit with is anti-Semitism. Well, based on the meaning of it is a noun, which means hostility, or are you prejudiced, prejudiced against the Jewish people? Answer to be no. I just find what you're doing, or have done, are doing wrong. And so 
I'm not saying that what happened on October 7th is justified. Okay, I'm not saying that. But having read for myself once in my life and not being uh, influenced by corporate media, what they're showing, you know, on the news, on CNN or Fox or whatever, I'm not saying what it did is right, but I understand why. If somebody came in and displaced you by force, murdered your babies, women, children, and old folks, well, you'd be fighting back too. You'd be fighting back too. And the fact that you were, you know, uh, 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 victimized over in Europe for hundreds of years and also the Holy Cross of the German had nothing to do with, with, with uh, Palestine or the Palestinian people. They didn't do it to you. So they don't owe you anything. Nothing. And also, you were compensated. I understand the one from my reading that the Germans and others who's involved in it have given, right, the Jew, Jewish ancestors, because I remember that six million was killed, so they, they didn't get anything, but their ancestors got over $180 billion that went to their ancestors, right, their, their you know, descendants, and also to the state of Israel, $180 billion. So you got reparation for that. And to make it seem like you was not uh, compensated, it's not right. And when I compare that with American law, with American, with, with American born blacks who've been fighting for reparation, the pushback is, well, there ain't no slaves around here. I know no slaves. Well, the six million Jews who, who perish, if that's the case, their descendants in the state of Israel should not have got anything. Because although I am a part of the group of American blacks, my elders, my ancestors are the one who built the wealth that built America. And we got nothing, no redress. So if that logic holds true for them, the Jewish community, it should also hold true for the descendants of slaves here in America. Because that $180 billion went to their descendants. And they go to them because why they perish. So as I've come into heightened awareness by doing my own reading, I re recommend that you all who hear my voice, one of the biggest, I think, deficit that we run in this country, folks don't read. We don't read for ourselves. We take at face value what we see on the 6 a.m. news, noontime news, 6 p.m. news, and 11 p.m. news is gospel. And no, that's all filtered. It's all corporate filtered information whose primary purpose is to get you and I to believe and think a certain way. In this case, right, to believe that all Arabs are treacherous, murderous, beheading menace to society. That's the image that has been portrayed of this community for as long as I can remember when it comes to the Middle East. And what America has done, she has really shown that she has she cannot be trusted. She has discredited herself by being, right, an odd supporter of this, in my, it's my belief now, this illegal formed state was formed illegally because people had to be slaughtered and murdered for you to occupy, occupy that land. So you was doing to the Palestinians what the Germans did to you. 
You was doing to them what the Germans did to you. You created a holocaust for the parents and the people who did nothing to you. And so when you the term anti-Semitism is used to deflect or, or, or to, to deflect or prevent any critical analysis of the behavior of the Jewish community in Israel. And that's wrong. It's like saying all white people are racist, or most are racist. Well, racism, right, implies, right, it needs group. You can hate me as a white person, just like me, but as long as you can't stop me from getting that job, that promotion, getting that loan, all right, living where I want to live, etc., your hate for me means nothing. It means nothing. Your hate only manifests itself when as a group, as a collective body, you can block me from getting that job, getting those city, state, or federal contract. You can prevent me from living where I want to live. That's racism. Racism is a group activity. It's not an individual. You as an individual, as an individual white, not liking me, would be do. You know, as long as you can't prevent me from accessing I, the resources of America to make my life better, well then it doesn't matter that you know that you don't like me. Big deal. And so the same applies to anti-Semitism. You know? I would not know you're Jewish if you didn't tell me to me, you're just, you're just a white person. But because I don't agree with your position does not mean that I'm anti-anything. I think it's time for Americans to do some reading. We don't read. The biggest problem in this country, I believe, especially in my community, many of our folks just don't read. Everything they get is from corporate-owned media. And I've come to realize from my own reading on this subject matter, I too were a victim of just going with, you know, in the media news. You see on 11 o'clock news, 6 p.m. news. And the folks who are reading from those teleprompters, I'm sure they're all good people, you know, no problem there. But it, it is reading what they've been given. They ain't done no research. Oh, you know, they're killing women and children. They did this, they did that. Well, all they're doing is, re is reading what's been handed to them on the teleprompter. And so we never know the why, what precipitated it, what caused these folks to do that. All we hear, terrorism, terrorists, the terrorists, the terrorists. I've been hearing that term, I'm, I'm saying now, for what, the last 50 years, when it comes to Israel and the Middle East, everybody terrorists, everybody terrorists. And so, because we have really just handed over our foreign policy in the Middle East to, 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 to the Israelis, what they say we, we, we believe lock, lock, just hand over fists, which is wrong. We end up getting ourselves in trouble that we wouldn't, if we, if we really would not be holding to them as allies. And so I believe that genocide or war crimes were committed when we attacked Iraq because there was nothing there. There was no weapon of man destruction. They had nothing to do with 9-11. All this fact. 
But because we are a superpower and nobody can bring us to task, there'll be no Nuremberg, no Nuremberg trial for America or the allies who went there and destabilized that country and the region. All under the false pretense of weapons of, of, weapons of mass destruction and the, the Israeli, Israeli uh, intelligence uh, was, was edging them on to attack Iraq. The same with Syria, Iran, Israel is, is really edging on America, you know, to see these folks in the in the un, unhealthy light. And the truth be the truth be told, if Israel got a problem with them, that's between Israel and them, not America. It's not a country over there in the Middle East. Not a one. Be it Iran, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Libya, not a country over there. Even combined, all combined, can do anything to jeopardize our security in America. You know, they don't jeopardize our security. And the fact that Israel got a problem with them, that's on Israel. It's one thing Rand Paul said, the congressperson who was running for president. He's so true. He said, Israel should be allowed to stand on her own. Whatever she does over there, right, she should be, she should be able to face the consequences. Now think about it. He's right about that. Whatever she does, right, she should be able to stand on her own and face the consequences. We don't give no other country the kind of favoritism that we give this country, and there's nothing of substance, there's no meaningful resource that she, that she has that we need. None. And so we are despised and hated in the Middle East amongst the Arabs and Muslims because of the unchecked support, both financial and military support that we give this, this, this country that, as far as I'm concerned, is a terrorist state because why? It never should have been created because you had to murder people to take that land. And so when they're talking about, well, they want peace, they want peace, you know, uh, what should Israel do? Give them back their land. But here's, but here's the problem. There's nowhere to go now. Because once you put them there, right, and they develop that land, you know, they got temples there, universities there, shopping malls, schools, etc. Where are they going to go? Nowhere. That's why, from my reading, that's why I say this situation is not solvable. It's not, it has no solution. But I always say because we critique this situation that you're anti-Semitism, you know, to me, is a uh, false assumption. It's to say that you are beyond critique. You are beyond being corrected. You are beyond being analyzed. Because, because if we don't give you a thumbs up on all things you do, well, then we anti-Semitism. Well, I think it's time that we say, no, 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 no. We ain't anti-anything. We're not anti-Jewish. I got, no, I got no actual ground against you. I don't think what you're doing is right. And I stand on that. But again, we need to really understand that as America— we got to step into a trick bag that is like going down a, 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 a black hole with, with no return. We're not, we're not going to win this here. We're not going to win the fact that this state should have never been created because before 1948, there was no Israel. There was no Israel before 1948. This is all man's doing. 
especially the United Nations. The United Nations should have never, ever, ever petitioned Palestine. You know, the United States should have never signed on as its so-called protector. Britain is just as guilty here because why? She should have never brought them there. And so now the West, namely America, got the state of Israel up its backside and cannot extract her because you done went all in on a state that, as far as I'm concerned, is a terrorist state. It should never have been formed. But I'm not anti-Semitic because I say that. I'm just stating now, I know what I know now. Know what I know now, having read for myself, it was wrong. You know, ain't about being against Jewish people. Nope, no, I ain't against you. What occurred then was wrong. What's occurring now is wrong. Because there's no way out. Why would anybody, right? Why would anybody want to create a two-state solution on their land? Does that make sense to you? Who would want to create a two-state solution on my land when you force a group of people onto me that I did not want? Nor was I consulted. And the reason being, in the mindset of white supremacy, Arabs have no rights that they have to respect. The Arabs and the Muslims have no had no right then or now that they have to respect. Because why? They're the one with the big stick, with the big gun. And right now, there's no solution here. That's my belief. You can come to your own, you can come to your own, own conclusion by reading, but I strongly encourage you to read for yourself. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. And the program from the trenches, observation from the trenches, observation from the trenches, from the trenches, baby. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And I'm talking about some of the news all the time now. Anti-Semitism. What does the term mean? Anti-Semitism. What does the term mean? And you can look it for yourself. It is... It is a noun and means hostility or to be prejudiced against Jewish people. Anti-Semitism means to be hostile or to be prejudiced against Jewish people. Well, to, to critique and say that what you're doing is not right is not to be hostile or be prejudiced. I just don't find what you're doing is right. And in this country, especially in America, with the Anti-Definition League, defin defin Anti-Definition League, uh, uh, APAC, um, all these other Jews, all, all these Jews, all these other pro-Israel uh, group, you say anything that's not favorable towards Israel, all of a sudden now, you're a leper. All of a sudden now, you're a Jew hater. All of a sudden now, you're anti-Semitism. Well, I beg to differ. No, I'm not anti-anything. I just don't agree with what you're doing. It's like, you know, saying that all white folks are racist. Uh, no, they don't find on that particular item or that point that they agree with you. I have no, I have no actually, no actually ground against you as a black person. You know, I just find that what you are proposing, I don't agree with. Okay, but I always say, Racist, he's a racist, he's a racist, he's a racist. No, 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 no. 
Don't cut mustard. You got to look at what you are proposing. And I look. they look at it through their lens, right? Do they find it right or wrong? Do they agree with you? And if I'm not to agree with you, it does not mean they're racist. Remember now, racism, right, is a group activity. You must have group power to create racism. That's why I think racism based on race. An, indiv an individual white person cannot be a racist. He or she can be a bigot, they can be biased, or they, or they can be prejudiced. But they can't be a racist. Racism implies group power to deny me, to exclude me, to prevent me from accessing right, the resources of America as was done to a black American by law, okay? That's why reparations definitely, definitely, definitely must be fought for because we are the descendants of slaves. And so the Jewish people are the descendants of folks of the Holocaust. They got $184 billion. We ain't got 84 cents because why? It's been pushed back, contempt and disdain for us from day one. But the two are identical. There was gross, gross negligence and, and a crime against humanity created against both groups. Reparation, right, is about restorative justice. You gotta restore these people. And we have never been restored in America. We are the only people in America, next to, the, next to Native American, where our government sanctioned genocide. It sanctioned racism. Well, with Native American, they killed out most of them. What's left is over there out west, you know, Wichita, Oklahoma, on the reservation. But every federal budget, they're in the budget for, for billions of dollars, for billions of dollars. American-born blacks, those who, who supplied the labor and the wealth that are still, that's still in America today, right, got nothing but contempt, disdain, disdain and was ostracized. So it's a debt owed. But who owes that debt? The federal government. Who allowed that? The federal government. And I always say, people will do what government allows them to do. People will do what government allows them to do. So, so federal government allowed that. So it's a dead old. And likewise, when we go, you know, to anti-Semitism, no, I'm not against you as the people. What you did was wrong. That's all. So we need to stop being uh, intimidated. We need to stop being put on the defensive when we say no. I don't agree with what, what you're saying. I got to get you or Israel. I find what you did was wrong. Period. So I'm not anti anything. Anyway, you listen to WBC 102.9 FM. Listen to WBC 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of the show from the trenches, observation from the trenches, from the trenches. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. And we're going to keep the dialogue coming. But remember, anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism means hostility to or are you present against Jewish people? And I say because I don't agree with you, don't mean that I'm hostile. It does not mean that I'm prejudiced against you. I just don't believe in what you're doing is right. I'll be right back to continue. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. 
Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. 이거는 내 버스탄 억양이에요. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Dad is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. I'm back, Boston, again. I'm your host, Larry, your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. You're listening to from the trenches, observation from the trenches, observation from the trenches, from the trenches. And this is WBCA 102.9 FM, WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm talking about something that's been in the news really for quite some time. It really in the news since uh, October 7th. But in this country here, if you say anything against Israel or Jewish, Jewish community, you're automatically hit with anti-Semitism. So I thought that what I'd do, I'd research the term to see what the term means. And so when I did my research, you can too, it says anti-Semitism. It is a noun and means hostility or to be prejudiced against Jewish people. Again, anti-Semitism is a noun and means to be hostile means to be hostile or to be prejudiced against Jewish people. And I thought about the meaning of the word. What came to my mind was that there's no dialogue here in America. There's no dialogue. Because either you can hit with, you know, they they are the survivors of the Holocaust. Holocaust. Okay. Okay, but we didn't do that to you. Americans did not do anything to you. They're not on us. Also, it was 75 years ago, and you was compensated through reparation. 
the Germans and other entities who created that, you know, crime against humanity has paid the descendants of those six million Jews, descendants of those people, right? $180 billion went to them and the state of Israel. Well, you've been compensated, you've been made whole. When I contrast that to America, America more than blacks, who the only Holocaust committed in this country by our government, sanctioned by our government, condoned by our government, was to black American, have got no reparation. And when the term is even mentioned, the white community scoffed it off. Mm, interesting. And the reason being, because the relationship is built on 247 years of the worst crime committed against man-to-man chattel slavery in this country. So in 1619 to 1865, we were nothing but what? Property. Had no rights, no process under the law, nothing. We were just beasts of burden to create wealth for the white community, and the wealth that our ancestors created is still in the economy. It didn't go anywhere. It's still, it's still, it's still here in wealth. That wealth is still here. But the descendants of the slaves, just like the descendants of the Holocaust, they got compensated in reparation. Reparation is about making what? People whole who have something done wrong to them. Well, we were never been made whole. And slavery did not end in 1865. It continued for another 100 years to like 1965, 1970. So for three almost 50 years, right, we were under bondage, creating wealth, but could not acquire wealth or, or participate in wealth or retain wealth. Well, restorative justice requires that, A, this group, my group, be made whole. Because just like in the Jewish situation, they are the descendants of the six million Jews who was, who was massacred. We are the descendants of the slaves who, A, Hung, lynch, you name it. They had to live through that, and most died. But at the end of slavery in 1865, there was four million of my elders left standing. There's promise for they get the mule. Didn't get anything. So again, restorative justice requires that we be restored. That's why my group is a permanent underclass. We're on the bottom in every meaningful category in life. But I would not say, nor do I agree, that all whites, if they disagree with me, are racist. I wouldn't say that. He or she just don't share my belief on that particular item or that, or, or that subject matter, even about reparation. Even when I present the information, it clearly shows that, A, restored that restore, restore justice is in order. They might say, no, no, I, I don't agree with that. Don't mean they're racist. They don't share my belief. Remember now, racism is a group sport. A group sport. One white person cannot be a racist. One white woman cannot be a racist. They can be biased against me. They can be bigoted against me. Or they might be prejudiced, prejudiced against me. But them by themselves... They can't stop me from getting that promotion, getting those city jobs, you know, living where I want to live, sending my kids to school of my choice, 
having due process under law, but as a collective body, they can. Especially since they've been, what, indoctrinated and groomed to see me as the problem, as unworthy, undeserving. The same way that the Jewish community have projected the image of the Arabs and the Palestinians. They the boogeyman. We are the victim here. We're just trying to survive out here amongst all these Arabs, all these Muslims. You got little old Israel out trying to survive. And I kind of find out from my own reading, right? No, no, no. Her existence was never in peril. Her existence was never in peril. Why, Larry? Because she had the weapons and the training to defeat the Palestinian. Even the slogan, we're going to drive into the ocean. Okay. To say something is one thing. To have the means to do it is another. The Jewish military leaders never, ever, ever worried about being driven to the sea. But it's good PR, right, in America to keep what? Our purse book open. Keep the pocketbook open. Don't they have the right to survive, to defend themselves amongst all them Arabs and Muslims older by herself? She's just trying to survive. And they want not her right to survive. They don't have to. Because they couldn't do nothing contrary to it if they wanted to. That, all of the leaders in the books I read, all acknowledged, they was never, ever worried about the Palestinian, Lebanon, Jordan, all right, uh, uh, Egypt. They had a fight with Egypt, Syria. She don't forward. She don't forward all of them. She didn't have a fight with all of them, right? <laughs> she she was never worried about none of those Arabs, right? Driving her into, you know, the, the ocean. She wasn't worried about that. Why? Didn't have the weapons. But it's a good selling point in America to keep us what to keep our pocketbooks open, funding her, supplying her, right? With no condition on our aid. It's the only country in the world for 75 years. We've given $260 billion. That's not counting 14, 14 billion that President Biden, Biden just okayed, right? $260 billion we've given this one country. You might just say America has built that state of Israel. All those settlements, those nice houses, they get free, free, get free education, free health, free health care. We don't, that's, that's, that's our money. And she's a terrorist. She's a terrorist. She initiated, she initiated the bloodshed by taking these folks' land. And why I find our, uh, our media so discredited, they never say how it got started. Why are these folks fighting? Why? Because you came back there and plucked pluck your butt down on somebody's property who's already there, and you expected them to leave. And so... You know it wasn't, so you had to use force, genocide, to get them and their kids up out of there. You murdered them. So Israel was founded in terrorism. So as far as I'm concerned, she's a terrorist. And I don't know I don't know if any American, if what happened to the Palestinians happened to us, you and me, we'd be fighting back too. We'd be fighting back too. This so-called two-state solution was always a farce. How you gonna come in there in my home, in my home, plop somebody down, 
And you say, because why? They've been persecuted over in, over in Europe for centuries, hundreds of years. They need a homeland. They're God's chosen people. This land is their ancestral, ancestral homeland. I don't care you got folks on there. I don't care about that now. We've been there for hundreds of years. I don't care about that. But I'm going to pluck them down there, right? And then I'm going to divide this land, right? With Palestinians already on it. The, the, the vision I made, the vision I made already had hundreds of thousands of Palestinians already there. And in fact, every town now that has a Jewish name once was a Palestinian home, once was an Arab, once, once, was, once was an Arab town. Tel Aviv once was an Arab town. You name it. All these towns now that had uh, Jewish names were once Palestinian or Arab towns. That's genocide. So we have, in my humble belief, it's my belief, we've been supporting a terrorist in Israel. In Israel. And the facts bear it out. For more information on that, President Carter, Palestine, peace, not apartheid. Israel lobby. U.S. foreign policy. They document it. They document it. And they're speaking to the Israeli high command over there, they was never concerned about being washed into the sea. It's only a talking point to keep America's, right, pocketbook open. And even the so-called white Christians over here, so-called white Christians over here, you're, you're seeing the name of God being used in genocide. And for my people, black Americans who are very religious, right, who are talking about God, 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 God will work it out, you're seeing the name of God being used in genocide. You see the name of God being used, right, to occupy these pe people under military occupation. They use the name of God for that. That's why I say if you're not going to push back and demand a new deal, Adolf, I make up blacks, God help those who help themselves. As one of our uh, iconic civil rights leaders said, Fanny, Fanny, Fanny Lou Hamer said, you can pray until you're blue in the face, but God is not going to put it in your lap. And we black Americans are the epitome of that. Nothing has been put in our lap, but we pray all the time, we shout all the time, we sing all the time, and we still dead last. Dead last. Because why? We ain't pushing back. We're not demanding a new deal. We're not demanding a do-over. We were hurt by racial laws that allowed the white community be it state, city, federal, individuals, churches, everybody, right, to subject us, right, to crimes against humanity. What amount to? In the name of God. You see in firsthand over there in Israel, these folks have been fighting for 75 years, right, feeling that God is on their side. What's on their side was what? The military might. Wasn't God. Their weapons was more superior, right, than the Palestinian, than Syria. They fought with Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, Egypt. So you might have more people, but we got weapons, right, that would neutralize that. You know, America, we got weapons, right, that can fire 4,000 rounds per minute. Some, 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 some machines we got, can, can fire with 50,000 rounds, you know, in a minute or two. 
So you got no, they got no defense for that. Them tanks you see ride rolling through, through Gaza, those are our tanks. They ain't got no, you know, anti-tank missiles. They got no, you know, you got an AK-47. They ain't going to do nothing against no tank. They're using guided missile, missiles of ours, precision missiles, our jet fighters, F-15, F-16. They ain't got that. Palestinians ain't got that. Another thing we need to understand, that Hamas, right, was voted in, right, when they had a uh, election. The Palestinian people voted them in. They're not no, you know, just on the scene, pop on the scene people. The Palestinian people voted in Hamas to represent them. So they've been around. So again, family, we've been had, we've been, we've been hoodwinked, we've been bamboozled. So to me, from my reading, right, the word anti-Semitism is just a con. It's a way to keep us from critiquing all right, and analyzing this, this country and their behavior. Anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Come on now. It's like saying all white folks are racist. No, they're not. They might be bigoted. They might be prejudiced. But they're not racist. Racism, racism is a group sport. Anyway, hope you enjoyed my conversation. Just, just uh, food for thought. Here to fit nobody, but it's time for us not to be intimidated, right? Or to, or to remain quiet or, or silent when we know something's wrong. Anti-Semitism is being used as a shield to, the, to a dissuade, right? What I call genuine, genuine observation or critique where Israel's out of, Israel's out of order. The Jews over there is out of order. They treat these folks, treat these folks horribly. And what you see on October 7th, right, is the response to the treatment. So again, I'll be back next week with more topics. Just speaking again from my mind to yours. You may or may not agree. That's okay. But again, right, you have that right. We all have the right to have opposing views and beliefs. We have that right. And no one should be intimidated because why? Racist. No, I just don't share your belief. That's all. Anti-Semitism. No, I don't think what you're doing is correct. And we must not be intimidated to say that. Stand on that. Nobody is above being corrected. No country is above being corrected. No individual is above being corrected. That goes for me, goes for you, the Jewish community, and it goes for Israel. She's wrong. What she did to get started was wrong. What she's doing now is genocide. Genocide. And that with our weapons and our blessing. All those politicians in D.C. who voted to keep this here mess going are guilty of genocide. That's my belief. Come to your conclusion. Because there ain't no war. Because the Palestinians don't have no army. And the folks out there trying to push back they got no weapons but what? AK-47? They're nothing against a tank, our tanks. Our precision bombs. Right? Our, our jet planes. Come on. It's slaughter. And we should not be afraid to call like it is. We should not be afraid to call folks on bad behavior. We should never be afraid to speak the truth. And we should not be intimidated by these terms that throw around like anti-Semitism or racist you know, 
bigoted or, you know, xenophobic. No, I just don't share your belief. Let that be it. We should not be afraid to speak our truth. Because I, because I, because I don't agree with you, don't mean I'm, I'm, I'm upset with you, I'm mad with you. I just don't share your belief. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. But I hope that, you know, in the future, for future uh, reference, you read those books that I uh, reference and come to your own conclusion. Like I always say, mass media primary objective is to influence what we believe and what we think. It's there to influence what we believe and what we think. If you don't read for yourself, you're going to always, 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 right, be misled. And what I see about this whole situation is that many of our people in America just don't read. And they know that. They know our folks are not reading, so anything and everything can be said if you're not reading. So again, you've been listening to WBCA on 2.9 FM. I'm the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Until next Wednesday at 6, I'll be back. Be safe and stay warm. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.